This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Monday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, producer Chris, 875-KTGR. If you want to call or text us, happy Monday. I hope uh, all of you are staying safe through the uh, through the ice today. Uh, it's been uh, quite treacherous out there. Do you want to know how car. I got to my car this morning? What uh, by sliding? I bet or skating. I had to get my meat tenderizer from my kitchen. Oh, and hit and the I ice? had to pound my steps. I had to pound the path across the <laughs> sidewalk. I just That's had to tenderize smart. that sucker just to get all of it. It ended up kind of working, but. I, I can't believe it. There are all kinds of different uh, remedies to this sort of on stuff. On my hands and knees, I got down on the pavement to try to get rid of that ice. I mean, just whatever you do, stay careful and uh, and and get on get on the road and and basically stay in one piece. Uh, hopefully, um, but here's the thing: you get to do all that while celebrating a Chiefs victory from yesterday. That's correct. oh man. They did it again, boys. They did it again to the Bills. How are they not dead? This How is this team not dead? In Buffalo. We're going to talk about it in a few minutes. 875-KTGR. Wow. Give us a call or a text. We'll talk a lot about the rest of the NFL weekend. And and maybe ask this question, too. For the Chiefs, and specifically maybe for Patrick Mahomes, could this be his most impressive playoff run ever if it finishes at the very end? We'll talk about that at 5.05. At 5.25, we're talking more Mizzou hoops. They apparently are still asleep. I know who isn't. And, um, well, one guy it's was one not guy. asleep. One was it's not one asleep player. on one Saturday. Exactly one player. Seemed that everybody else was. Uh, we'll get to it at 5.25. 875-KTGR. You can call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show. And find us on Facebook, too, at Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. Back and forth game between the Chiefs and Bills last night. It was the best game of the weekend for sure. Both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen played really well. But in the end, the Chiefs got the upper hand. They beat the Bills 27-24 in Buffalo to advance to their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes threw a couple of touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. He had five catches for 75 yards. He came alive all of a sudden. Bills did have a chance late to tie the game with less than two minutes to go with a 44-yard field goal try. But Tyler Bass was wide right. Not what Buffalo fans wanted to see, of course, and the Chiefs took over, ran out the rest of the clock, and secured the victory. They'll take on the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game on Sunday at 2 o'clock with a chance to go to their fourth Super Bowl in the last six years, and that is... The Big Show's Big Deal on this 22nd day of January 2024. Oh, man. Just with how it happened yesterday of how the Bills dominated possession and the Chiefs uh, still seem to have 
enough plays in them, or more plays, honestly, uh, to, to win that game, to keep their offense afloat. It was two different approaches to how these teams moved the football. They both did it really well, but in the end, it came down to a kick, essentially. And I claim credit because watching had some family over really? to watch the game. Yeah, I it was it was surreal, Andy. I cannot explain where it came from, but I'm watching him line up for that kick. I had been thinking, you know what, this game's probably going to see overtime. But then when he stepped up to to make the kick, I just blurted out, "I think he's going to miss it to the right," and he did. And then my sister's boyfriend, who's a huge Chiefs fan, we got up and high fived each other, and I was like, "I can't believe that just happened." But I, my family can vouch for me that for whatever reason, I said, like, I didn't say he's going to miss it. I said, I think he's going to miss it to the right. And, and he did. And the Chiefs Man. win the game. It was, I cannot explain it. It was like an out of body experience. I, th- I think it was because I so badly wanted to see either overtime or what Mahomes could do with a two minute drill to try and win the game that way. Like, that would have been more exciting. And I just thought, I don't think we're going to see that. I think this guy's going to miss this kick. And sure as shooting, he did. And it was Unreal. unbelievable. And then they even put up a graphic like, oh, this guy's been nails late always. in the game. Like, it's 11 of 11 in like Not the fourth quarter or later, fourth quarter or overtime. Never missed. Never lost. Oh. Uh, no, he lost in that moment. Which, I mean, for him, feel bad, obviously. But, Sucks, dude. Uh, Awful. And, Awful and it soured. Lose. It kind of soured a game that we would have hoped that, you know, the two quarterbacks probably could have decided themselves instead because of. They- they mostly did. I mean, outside of for, and we'll talk about it. But for whatever reason, after McCall Hardman fumbles and you, you don't, it doesn't cost you anything. They decide that their goal line play, bright idea, is going to be to give him the football again. But like outside of that, there weren't like a ton of huge mistakes in this game. It was mostly two great quarterbacks playing well. I'm glad that it. The narrative today isn't oh Josh Allen turned it over 62 times and that's why the Bills lost. No, he played really well. The Chiefs defense, he was Spagnolo, they they figured out ways to try and combat him as it went along. But I mean, j- just a really good offensive attack by the Bills. The way they ran the football was demoralizing at times for the Chiefs defense. But they really bowed their neck in the fourth quarter against James Cook. Um, it, it was just really exciting to watch, and, and it was like I, I agree with you, Andy. Like to have it end on a missed kick, a little bit of a bummer, but it, I mean, dramatic as all get mm-hmm. out uh, to see the way it unfolded in both. Like the storyline is that both offenses brought their A game outside of, like, the Hardman stuff, and ultimately the Chiefs just just eke out a win. I do think that Mahomes drives for a field goal game winner, even if Tyler Bass makes that kick. We'll never know, but haven't we all kind of seen that movie before? Just the flow of the game, it didn't feel like Mahomes was going to be denied, even if he did have to drive the field in a minute 43. That's just my takeaway. No, I I agree. It would have been a really favorable spot for the Chiefs. I think they still would have been most likely favored to win the game. Like, you see the win probability chart. There probably still would have been a healthy chance for them to win the game, even if Tyler Bass makes that kick. So, I mean, I I thought it was excellent to watch both of those guys duke it out. I mean, Mahomes was slightly better. I mean, people are coming at Josh Allen for the last, uh, the the plays after the two-minute warning, which I was, you know, sure, the throws weren't great. But one of them, he's got... uh, an off offensive lineman being pushed by Chris Jones into his lap. I don't put it on him. He's trying to get a touchdown to try and get the lead. That's a season saver. By uh, the like way. It, it, no, yeah, it was a great play by Chris Jones, and and then the throw to the right side where he maybe makes a bad read. I 
it's nitpicking. You can criticize him if you want to talk about him being one of the being the greatest quarterback in the league. Fine, but he was going up against the greatest quarterback in the league, so we shouldn't, like you say, Brendan. Like there, there's. There's not going to be much Josh Allen vitriol from me today because he played like one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. He just happened to go up against somebody who was better. Yeah, and Mahomes, once again, kind of asserting his dominance in that regard. Uh, but but I think you're 100% right. It's all about the context and keeping it proportional when we talk about these two guys. But, like, there's just no denying it at this point. And I've seen a lot. I mean, the Chiefs fans are are kind of feeling their oats a little bit today. I've seen, you know, this isn't a rivalry until the Bills actually do something against us in the playoffs. And, like, that's – you can debate that all you want. I do think that because of the emotion that you see from both fan bases on both sides, it is a a rivalry. It is, you know, Mahomes v. Allen. You can kind of decide whether you think Mahomes v. Allen versus Mahomes v. Burrow, kind of which has more steam. Recency bias might say it's Allen because, well, Burrow didn't play this year. But I think, like – that little triumvirate that they got going on is going to continue to be something in the AFC for years and years to come. But, yeah, like the reason that it's so compelling and, and every time these guys match up in the playoffs, it's one of the best games of the year is because this is a real rivalry. The Chiefs are just the owner of it. And that was, again, reestablished last night. And the the way that those two quarterbacks have played in in these games, because, I mean, the last time they met up in the – in the wild one in the divisional round in Arrowhead that went to overtime, I mean, both quarterbacks were just throwing darts. They were making huge plays in huge spots, and it it wasn't necessarily anything that the quarterbacks were doing that were that was detrimental to their team or one of them getting the upper hand. We, we pit a lot of Mahomes versus Allen. It's not Mahomes versus Allen. It's Mahomes versus Jordan Poyer, Von Miller, Ed Oliver. That's who he's facing, and Josh Allen is facing Chris Jones and Shamari Connor and Legereus Sneed, guys like that. Like, that's... That's the game, and, and I, I think we talk a little too much about the quarterback v. quarterback. They can both play well, and one guy is going to have, be moving on, the other guy is going home. And you know what else is part of the game is just figuring out ways within the context of the four quarters to survive injuries because both sides had them on the defensive side. Last night, guys were in and out of that game on, on both directions, and to me, that you can't say, oh, well, if only the Bills had had such and such, not get knocked out of the game. The Chiefs were dealing with it. The Bills were dealing with it. It was... It was, you know, all's fair in those moments where you just have to figure out a way to be, have that next man up be enough for you. And the back and forth nature of this game, it was everything we could have hoped for. My one regret, Andy, why I have two. One is I, I trumpeted all week about Josh Allen's rushing total would be an easy clear, and I forgot to do anything about that. And then my other one is I did end up putting the uh, putting the old Chiefs in a parlay, but I had it with the under. I thought the defenses would have a little bit more to say about this, and so that was my one regret is, is missing the big kahuna because I had the wrong side of the total in the Chiefs game. That was the one that I told you, Andy. I don't know what to do with this total. I ended up deciding under, and it, and it came back to bite. No, me. no, both we quarterbacks saw offense. did. We, yeah, I mean, we got it. I mean, Travis Kelsey playing the way that he did. The, uh, the him scoring was automatic. Game. Yeah, the him scoring and, and the run game, but Isaiah Pacheco and, and really the the offensive line. And I, I thought Andy Reid and Matt Nagy had an Excellent game plan for this. Matt Nagy's taking some hit, heat this year, hadn't he? I mean, we've kind of been yeah. on him a little bit. Okay. It, but he was great last night. It was I, excellently done. Can I ask just about the one? Because, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about the positives. But how do you 
it's always for Andy Reid offenses when it does go a little bit sour. What is it almost always because of? It's the notion of tried to get too cute. I think the McCole Hardman thing on the goal line was an example of trying sure. to get too cute. With when Pacheco was running the way that he was, when you can draw things up for guys like Travis Kelsey, Rashi Rice. Obviously, the defense is going to key on certain players. But with the lower half of the roster at the wide receiver position being what it's been for the Chiefs this year, the one word you would use is unreliable. And I don't want a guy who's unreliable potentially making the boneheaded decision to stretch the ball out toward the goal line in that spot. I kind of thought it was going to be inconclusive in terms of whether they could overturn the call on the field. Um, but if McCall Hardman just puts that ball in his stomach, they've got another play from the half-yard line, and they th- this was not even a game at the end of it if that mistake isn't made. But other than that, I will give credit to the play calling and the, and the way that, that Reed and Nagy dialed it up last night. But I had to complain about it because what Whoa. I thought, yeah, and the, this game. the biggest part about it was that they went away from what worked. I mean, uh, exactly. what play when McCole Hardman was running or, or touching the football at all, what play was working? He had a run earlier in that game that went for a loss of a yard. Like, and then I you're think trying he fumbled to, the ball. And, uh, yeah, and, they, and then you're trying to toss it forward to him and, and get the score towards the pylon. Too much. Like, yeah, it that was playing with fire. I didn't think, uh, as far as the game management goes, Andy Reid didn't have an... Uh, an excellent game there either right at right out of the gate not challenging the the throw by josh allen that you know at, at best was was even maybe a sideways throw but it wasn't back take your shot though like, right yeah when you have it, one that is that big of a difference making play you exactly. take your shot at yeah, it yeah. they were third and forever i mean that was that was a spot where you could you could have gained some advantage by just throw taking the flag, your shot. You'd see what it's they the look at. Half, so the timeouts aren't even really a factor at yeah. that point. You're going to use them anyway. You had all three yeah. at the end too, which was the most. Right. Uh, That's <laughs> the most Andy Reid right. thing yeah, ever. Yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> so I mean, there, there was that. There was the the Hardman play, and maybe a couple other times where I thought, Andy Reid, what are you doing? Um, so I I really think that the the Chiefs maybe got a little bit lucky in those senses, but the fact is when the defense took took out uh, the the receivers that were being uh, that were being targeted most of the time uh, down the middle of the field. Made sure that they adjusted to what Josh Allen was doing in the passing game, uh, and once they got the lead, they could lock down that part of the game to where uh, the Bills didn't have very many options other than uh, Josh Allen trying to make plays on his own and really put the team on his back. I thought the Chiefs' defense made the adjustments they did. Patrick Mahomes was excellent, and all all's well that ends well, I guess, in that sense. But give us your thoughts. 875-KTGR, what did you think of Chiefs-Bills last night as uh, the Chiefs are heading back to the AFC Championship game? After Again, all they never we don't go to have this said, game. yeah, like, <laughs> oh, man, what is wrong with this Chiefs team? They're terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think we said that. Hold on. Wait a second. Okay, all right. I don't right, think right. we ever said that. Okay. Right, we right. said first-round exit could happen, yeah, though. I mean, it felt exit. that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How are they still alive? A lot of the year. No, I, I it's, I don't it's get pretty it. incredible. I don't get this at all. Like, th- this should be impossible. How does this you happen? You have a quarterback who is one of one. That's the answer. That's the answer. They looked so busted as early as Christmas. I was like, this is this is going to get ugly really quick. And just, it, they're still here. How? Patrick Mahomes ruined Christmas, but he's going to make for a nice Mardi Gras. That's what I'm. That's where <sighs> I'm Tuesday's at. Tuesday's going to go point. crazy. Well, here's <laughs> here's the thing. How many drops did you see from the Chiefs last night? Oh, uh, do MVS you remember was any? on my list. 
Well, MVS had a couple. He was on my list until he started because he made two really, really great hands catches yeah. later on in the game. But there were a couple where I thought that's and actually I think he had one toward the end. He had at least two total. Um, but I, you know, it's a mixed bag with him and always has been. He's a role player. It sort of is what it is. But I would say that by and large, like again, we still did see some of the elements. Like if they do that against the Ravens, I don't know if they survive it having a fumble through the end zone and having a couple of key drops. Like. I think they're going to have to play a little cleaner to beat the Ravens, but I, how am I going to doubt them at this point? How am I going to doubt the Kansas City Chiefs after going to Buffalo? Again, I said it wasn't as much about Mahomes playing his first road playoff game. I knew he'd be fine. How would the team around him respond? I'd say they responded pretty well. I'd say the defense adjusted really well. Not having Derek Nottie in the middle, I think, hurt them in terms of the run defense early on, but clearly they made the adjustments that were necessary. And they were there were guys in the secondary in and out of the lineup all game due to various injuries, and they still figured out a way to do just enough defensively. Um, it was a very impressive team performance. You have the best quarterback in the world, the best to ever do it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's continuing to climb those lists, and he's just 28 years old. But the team, I think, is really the reason they were able to do it. The margin was slim as it was. Andy Mahomes played just about darn near perfect. But what they did and the adjustments they made in, in the other areas of the roster, I really do think made the difference here. Oh, big time. 875-KTGR. Give us a call or a text with how you take things away from that Chiefs-Pills game. The other the other thing that I maybe take away, and this is maybe on the, the Bills side of things, and with how Josh Allen played in that game, throwing it 39 times and having to run it 12 more times. They did both pretty well. I mean, he ended up being 26-39. The incompletions at the end kind of hurt his total a little bit. But Man, they ask him to do a lot. I mean, just time in and time out, and especially in a game like this where, look, I'd want to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands and let him make the decision most of the time. He has fumbled it away. He almost fumbled it away in this game. Uh, it almost uh, was a lost fumble that that should have been that would have oh. taken away the chance to have Tyler Bass miss the field goal just and everything fall like on that. It. Just fall on it. Just fall on, on it. Could have picked six the play before. Right, yeah. The, it, two different guys could have picked six it. If McDuffie doesn't get in the way of Snead, I think he scores for sure. That one had me kind of, uh, that was irritating. But again, when Stephon Diggs has the game that he had, he, he wasn't great. Uh, three catches, 21 yards. He was targeted He's eight had a times. Bad three months. I mean, he yeah, might be. Like I don't know what's going on there. And then what else you got? Gabe Davis was out for this game. Yep. Shakir looked, it has looked really good the last month Shakir or so. Shakir played well. He did come out and with injury in that game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the tight ends are fine. I. King I still a good have, player, but a I still green. have doubts about their uh, about their reinforcements for what Josh Allen has and and they're how much they ask him to do. Yeah, yeah. Like to, I'm talking about moving forward, they're gonna have to get creative with that offense to figure out like what do they want to be. I think Kincaid's gonna be a force. They need him to be their Kelsey, right? I mean, that, if the Bills thing is gonna work moving forward, and I, I guess the the interim offensive coordinator, maybe they could keep him and have him be the the guy moving forward things obviously looked better for them the latter half of the year. But, yeah, Josh Allen has to be everything. They have to run block for – I think James Cook is a good player, good running back. But they might need one more pass catcher, and I wouldn't be surprised to see kind of a do si where they swap out digs and maybe bring somebody else in. Like something – you can go back to the beginning of the year, training camp, and there was some, like, discussion about digs maybe not being happy. I don't know what it was. They kind of kept it quiet. They managed to get through it. You know, Josh Allen – 
I think he's a good leader. I think he got him on the same page. But the way it ended this year for Diggs, I wonder if they're going to have to maybe maneuver some pieces around to try and hang. Um, but I hope they do. I hope they figure it out and remain competitive because uh, I, I think that can continue to be when you have the Bengals at full strength, the Bills at full strength, the Chiefs at full strength, and I think you can uh, Lamar Jackson's Ravens are always going to be a factor. Um, that the AFC is going to be really interesting for years to come with some of these quarterback battles. That is the conference of the QB battles. And then over on the other side, you got, you know, Brock Purdy duking it out with Jordan Love, which maybe that's a better (laughs) matchup than we give it credit for. Uh, You got Jared Goff making it to the NFC title game. But the AFC, man, that's where all the quarterback play, the the names that we really, truly respect are going to continue to exist. Oh, man, 875-KTGR if you want to give us a call or a text. Uh, Give us your thoughts on Chiefs Bills from... From last night, I thought it was the best uh, game of the weekend in the NFL Divisional Round. But what other surprises were there? Uh, and what what really stood out to us as we now are set for the championship round this weekend? We'll get to that and much more here on The Big Show, KTGR. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. The Chiefs do it again. I, how? I don't know how. Sometimes uh, it's just Patrick Holmes being Patrick Holmes, Andy Reid being Andy Reid. I guess lesser teams would have folded by now. It's just a different way of doing it this time. It's a, it, they did it with defense this time. Uh, I will say though, their their offense looked the best that it had looked in a while this year, right? And what does it say about this group that they can turn it on like that in the the game where you needed it to be that way to win? That's what's most impressive to me because it is. I think it's probably their best offensive game of the season. If you bake in the circumstances, not only just the stakes, but just the difficulty of going to a Buffalo environment where the fan base was crazy, it takes Jason Kelsey coming in, taking his shirt off to really, you know, rev people up. Like, that's what's most impressive to me about what the Chiefs did is, like, they haven't done stuff like that all year, and they had to have it, and they went ahead and just plain old did it. That's impressive. I mean, just business-like. And so now they're heading on to uh, Baltimore for the AFC Championship game. And so how overconfident do you think right now, Andy, our Chiefs fans, in light of just how it wasn't that it was easy yesterday, but it was very, very impressive mm-hmm. from a team that they're used to seeing their – the fan base is used to seeing them do stuff like that in past years. And now it's like ho-hum, same old, we're back in the – you know, it's not exactly the Arrowhead Invitational this time, given that it'll be in Baltimore – but how do you think Chiefs fans are teetering on overconfidence in what you have seen around Mid Missouri over the past, you know, maybe eight, a little bit, hours? Yeah. maybe a little, maybe a little, yeah. bit. a little bit. That's a good Baltimore team over there. We'll I mean, see how that yeah. championship game goes. Baltimore is machine-like in how, like to me, the two matchups that we're going to see next Sunday, Baltimore and San Francisco, are the same kind of way. They're machine-like elite defenses, they will grind you into dust, whereas the Chiefs and Lions are really exciting, interesting teams, but they've also got some flaws that can be exploited if they don't bring their A game in certain regards. I find myself just rooting absolutely for the season to end the same way that it began. I need a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl. How much of a chance is there, though, Andy, of me getting what I need? Oh, there's there's definitely a chance. I uh, do, is there hope here? I want I want there to be. It's some not hope a here. great chance, but I'd say it's better than uh, like the, these two games that we have are. I can't wait. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that in past years we've had a few more lopsided matchups. Like, or maybe not not every single one, but each year we have one. We're like, okay, San Francisco, they're going to they're going to be just fine in this game. And Do you think? I mean, it's a seven point spread. That would be the one you know that people would think could end up as a blowout. Yeah, and that and that's all it is. Like it's because it's been it's been higher in some years. So, Dan Campbell won't let it. He won't let it be a blowout. Would he? Thing. I don't yeah, think. I don't think this he team. Will. This te- how about Detroit? How about that environment yesterday? I mean, just they absolutely they've been waiting decades for that game, and it lived up to the hype in every regard. Like Bucks team that you should be able to beat. You know, they there were some scary moments, but they handled their business. I do want to get your take on the the, the going for two point conversion there from from Tampa Bay, whether you were for it or oh. against it. Uh, because that's been a topic of conversation today. It, of course, it didn't end up mattering yeah. because the Bucks didn't score on that next drive. But I'm curious for your for your thoughts on it because we got a great explanation from uh, Chris Collinsworth, right? Yeah, that yeah. Uh, like, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. You either go for two now, and if you miss it, you're still not quite out of it. You just have to go for two again to tie, which would have been the the upside of that is. You you get it the first time and then you win the game if you score the additional touchdown versus yeah you know, I mean it's you, a, there's no upside of kicking what twice. is it about know. a fifty five percent probability of making it so yeah. if you if you do that math then if you say well we didn't get it this time well there's probably a chance where that you're going to get it the next time if you you know if you expect to get every one out of two. Then sure, and why a, not a just better go, than one out of two? Yeah, yeah. Th- then why not just take care of it now? And that way, if you get the score, then all you don't even have to try it the next time. All you gotta do is kick the extra point and you win. So win the game, yeah, no overtime, I, no nothing. I'm fine with it. I did not. Uh, I did not scold Todd Bowles for uh, that particular <laughs> moment, but I did scold him for another moment, which we will get to it under the bus. Okay. Well, people might have been scolding him if they had Lions minus six because if they get that. And it ends up being a six-point game, and you push. That would have been the one circumstance. Or six and a half. I was kind of, yeah, I was six and a half. I was kind of like, uh, are we sure about this one, Todd? Yeah. But ended up, ended up. I honestly thought you could have seen a, a defensive pass interference call on the two-point conversion attempt, but it didn't oh, go that it, way. Uh, who did it, they know. threw it to Evans, right? Uh, he was Evans, and the guy never away. turned around. He never well, looked at the ball. And so all right? Evans has to do is kind of work back to the Drive. ball, and yeah, yeah and 100%. then he gets that call for sure. So. Yeah, that was uh, kind of a rough moment there, but it, you know, I I thought the Bucks put up a pretty decent fight in that game. Um, they did. Yeah, they, they more than I expected. All yeah, uh, more than we, I expected coming in. To have. Remember coming in, we were talking about Mike Evans to the Chiefs, like at the beginning of the year. Oh yeah, because we thought the Bucks would be bad, but they they deserve some credit. I don't know if they have the like the upward mobility or the staying power of teams that lost. This weekend, like your Texans, you know, young team maybe achieved more than we thought they would in yeah. year one, but they're they're trending up. I don't know if that you can say that about the Bucks, like the Packers, same thing. They overachieved and they're trending up. the The Bucks might that's going to be an interesting spot, but I think Todd Bowles is a solid coach. He's showing that. Yeah, and I think Baker Mayfield's probably the bridge to the next guy, don't you think? I that's how I feel. That's how I feel so bad for him, though. He played so well. He did you know? play well in the playoffs, particularly, and so like the down the stretch, he led that team very well to a point where I did not expect him to do that. Um, hard to fill Tom Brady's shoes too, even though Brady was you know fading. 
at the end right. of his career. But again, you, you step into that role, and then all of a sudden you've got to you got to carry that mantle. I thought he did it pretty well. Uh, don't know if he's the guy of the future, but again, like it, he's going to carve out a couple of years of time there and make the most of it. And that's what makes the Bucks' offense scary sometimes. Yeah, and this was the season for Baker Mayfield that solidifies his NFL career. Like, he's going to have a really long career. People have seen him do it, and it's been a tough journey to get to this point. But he's he led Cleveland to a, to, you know, to a playoff win back when and then had the journeyman thing going on. But to step in and do what he did in Tampa this year, I think he, even if it's not in Tampa for much longer, he has bought himself the, the, the full journey of the NFL career where I think he's going to get to play for as long as he wants to. 875-KTGR, if you want to, give us a call or a text here. Talking about uh, the NFL divisional round from the weekend. Well, there's surprises. Were there? Were you surprised by Ravens-Texans at all? Uh, I mean, I told you it was going to be the game of the week, game of the yeah. year in the playoffs, and it wasn't. I mean, CJ, that defense is tough. I thought CJ would be able to kind of knife through it a little bit, and he had a tough day, Andy. Um, so that I, I think that was what was a little bit disappointing to me. I wanted to see him come up with a little bit more. But it's, was it surprising to see the Ravens handle their business? No, they're a machine that grinds teams into dust. And that's why it's going to be really compelling to watch Mahomes go against that. Uh, and on the other side, to watch the Lions' exciting young offense go against what San Francisco was able to do defensively. Yeah, I mean, just Lamar Jackson was ready for this moment. And I think he'll be ready for the next one, too. It's time, it's time for everyone to recognize what he is. He is bonafide star in this QB league. Uh, maybe not the QB best quarterback in the league, but he's got a real case to be the second best. And look, The postseason top five, bottom five QBs that we do is going to be compelling because we're going to have to do one after the Super Bowl oh, yeah. to kind of lock that in. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Lamar's going to be up there pretty high, I, I reckon. I mean, with, with how he's been playing lately and how he played against that uh, Houston team, which again, like trendy pick to try and Pick off that uh, that Baltimore team that was coming off. I always of a, fall for the trends every time. <sighs> uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson had other ideas, and, uh, and the Texans will be fine. Like uh, nothing disappointed me about that. Like it, again, yeah. it, a lot of penalties. You can expect that when you go on the road and you uh, have to play in that type of environment. When you uh, have a young quarterback like that, I mean, it, this is excellent experience for for CJ Stroud. He's already played three playoff games essentially i mean you can count the week 18 game at the colts as a playoff game and then the two that he's played here talk about the future there for the tech i mean that yes nothing nothing disappointing from that about uh this this uh this past weekend and and also the fact that i had ravens nine and a half not bad either so Uh, i mean i didn't have a didn't have a good picks of the week but outing for your boy yeah but you were saying Randy. Well, I was going to say, it, you lost the game, lost by a lot. The second half, it kind of faded away. How fun was Steven Sims, though, to have that moment? Oh, yeah. Where, as a Texans fan, you're like, oh, we're in this bad boy. I was with a couple of friends. We were hooping and hollering about that. And, you know, I think it, I think they lost some steam, Andy, when, when Fairbairn couldn't hit that field goal going into the half. You're up 13-10. I think you're, that locker room feels differently. Yeah. And they kind of lost their edge after that is kind of the way I saw it. Yeah, that that was a missed opportunity, and uh, there were several of those for the Texans, but again, in the end, I'm not too disappointed about it. The Ravens were the Ravens, and if they were going to play like the top team in the AFC, there was nothing the Texans were going to be able to do. And man, 
Are we worried about the Niners? We worried about them? Worried. I hope they I hope they get completely crushed, obliterated. This is my Lions now. Like it's here to where well, yeah. I, I you know, this is what I this is what you can ask for. All you can ask for if you're the Lions is a 49ers team that had some trouble with the Packers. I I mean, they were dead and buried. It was nice for them to be able to have that final drive, the Niners and and, and kind of restore order there. I don't think it's prescriptive though of what cuz I I Brock Purdy had a bad game to me, but there was some weather. I don't know that it's necessarily prescriptive. I think de- having Debo Samuel or not, that's going to be prescriptive. I think it's it's about health. But do I think that Brock Purdy is going to – no, he's probably going to torch the Lions. You're probably going to get a, an over, and last team to, to touch the ball might win the game. The Lions are up against it. I want to believe, but I think they're up against it because San Francisco is going to score like clockwork. The, the Lions do that as well, most points per game in the league, if I'm not mistaken, this year. But this defense is different. The San Francisco defense is going to be a challenge. Yeah, I mean, it, when they have their full arsenal at their disposal, they're tough to beat. And look, Brock Purdy's afforded rough games here and there. Uh, I think we held him to the standard of, look, you've got all these guys around you. You better not screw it up. Uh, which he has, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, at times I mean, he's seen that way. I mean, but, sometimes. But, I mean, uh, certainly against the Ravens. And that'll be instructive for if they get to the Super Bowl and the Ravens are there to meet him. But, I mean, with, with how he's been able to bounce back from situations like that. I mean, uh, right after that Week 17 game, you know, he gets back into a rhythm. The, the Niners end up clinching the uh, the one seed after that. And uh, and Purdy, I think, is is going to be fine in the end. But, again, I worry about – this has been my worry about the 49ers this whole time is that, look, they've, they've got dudes all across the board, but it's only on the first team. Once you get to the second string, there is a big drop-off, and that includes the wide receiver spot. I, I think they need Debo this weekend. I really do. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Kittle, you can lean more on Kittle in the passing game than you otherwise would, but they prefer to, from one play to another, have the luxury to have him block, staying in block, because he is elite at it. And so when you have that luxury of the defense has to kind of maneuver with what to expect Kittle to do on a given play, that's helpful. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, Do they need him? They could win without him. But I feel a lot better I mean, about the chances with him. Who's taking his place? Ray Ray McLeod? Like no, that. it's not. You're right. They don't have that kind of depth. Like, the the yeah. Lions, on the other side, you have Josh Reynolds that can step into a larger role if needed. You have Jamison Williams, who they've really not fully unleashed. We'll kind of see what player he ends up becoming in the NFL. But, like, they've got options. They've got multiple tight ends that, we, you know, Brock Wright played well. They, they've got guys behind Laporta. You kind of need your stars. But, I mean, you can think about the running game, too. Like, the Lions have two starting caliber running backs. They've got a low... It's not the same for San Francisco. You're right. Once you go down in the depth chart, it changes the dynamic of what their offense looks like. And I think defensively, that's probably the case as well. Yeah, and we'll we'll see what happens with all that coming up. But uh, I think in the end, we got the four best teams. <laughs> I mean, with I just realized that coming out of my mouth, I'm bringing up a different conversation. But um, no, we got no, the... Go no, well, what, what's up? the deal? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. We've never talked about the four best teams or anything like that, right, on this show? What? Um, <laughs> do you think what, we got the four best remaining NFL teams? I think, do you think these are the four best? Yeah. 
I'm not going to just, I mean, the Ravens and Niners are absolutely in that group. Sure. The Chiefs have proven that they're in that group. They sure. have Patrick Mahomes, and by winning the game that they did yesterday against the team that they beat, I, I think they proved that. And the Lions, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's right. Like, you saw the way that, who would the other caliber teams have been that we'd be talking about? The Cowboys? No, you can't possibly say the Cowboys, given their propensity to absolutely lay eggs in the biggest of games, they did it over and over and over again this year. Just when you were ready to buy back in, they screwed you. So, yeah, to me, the Lions over the Cowboys is absolutely right. We didn't we didn't have to see that specific playoff game play out to learn it, but I think I think that that's right. And or there's the no Bills, I mean, like it, it, so the Bills lost to the Chiefs at home. Like, what more do you want? Yeah, you, I got to give it to the Chiefs. Not many excuses there for for the Bills. Like, you had your chance to to pick off Patrick Mahomes at home. Like, it that's what you were asking for, and had your the chance scene to miss was it. set. Yeah, and they didn't get him, and so they aren't that team right now. And they've got some looking in the mirror and some personnel decisions to make to in order to catch up to yeah. where Kansas City is when it matters most, right? Because, well, it could be a new head coach, Chris. I mean, it could be that. Bill it could be making, making changes. <laughs> I would Wouldn't die if that happened. Are you kidding me? Awesome. I would like. I don't think it would work. I would let my spirit would leave me. Buffalo Josh Bill, Allen come on. Belichick. Not, it won't work. Good. Josh Buffalo Allen, Belichick. Bill Belichick. What's wrong with it? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it'll work. Oh, man. Big shows on it. 442 KTGR and KTGR.com. Who's like the only like upgrade in that spot? Jim? Jim Harbaugh? Is that No, like Belichick it? would be an upgrade. I, okay. I, I think he would be. I, actually I don't do think, think it would mesh. Be. I could see Harbaugh meshing with Allen well. I don't think, like, think about the way that Bill Belichick approaches things. Josh Allen, to be successful, I think you need to allow him to ride the roller coaster, right? You need the full Josh Allen experience. And then a game like last night where it all went their way, that was the best case scenario. It just they they lost because they came up against a team that's that does it a little bit better. But would Bill Belichick allow Josh Allen to be Josh Allen to his fullest form? I don't think so. Should though. That'd be great. Eight seven five K T G R. Give us a call or a text. What were your takeaways from the NFL divisional round? We've got more takes on it. Should could this be the most impressive playoff run for Patrick Mahomes in his career? We'll talk about that at 5.05, but Under the Bus is coming up next. What I did not like from Todd Bowles, aside from the uh, the two-point conversion uh, decision, which I thought was right, but there was another decision he made that was absolutely not right. We'll get to it in Under the Bus. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. It's time to go Under the Bus on The Big Show. So from the a- or NFC Divisional Round, I should say, during the Lions-Bucks game, the Lions got the interception at the end of Baker Mayfield. About minute 35 left, I want to say. And the Bucks had a timeout. And the Lions oh, are taking yeah. knees. I know where you're heading with this. So they took knees, and Todd Bowles, with a timeout, like... The Lions always take knees, by the way. They bite off the kneecaps. It's kind of how sure. they do things, yeah. just to clarify. I mean, yeah, it's part of what they do. And uh, if you do the math, uh, 135, you can't take three knees and expect the entire time to run out if the other team has a timeout. They can stop it if they want to, and you wouldn't be able to get to four th- or three downs to, uh, to not have to run fourth down. 
So the Lions, they kept taking knees, and Todd Bowles kept not taking a timeout. It got to where the Lions were taking a knee with 35 seconds left on third down, and Todd Bowles doesn't spend it. Yeah. Like, Todd, what are you doing? He said after the game, like, oh, we wouldn't have got the ball with very much time left. They were in field goal range, going to kick it. Look, man, make I know. kick it. Yeah, make them kick it. Like, you ever seen a block kick before? Exactly. 35 seconds left. It's an eight-point game. Sure, make them kick the field goal. They probably make it, and it's an 11-point game. But anything can happen on a field goal. And the fact of the matter is, in a playoff game, the number one job for a head coach during the game is to increase your team's chances of winning. And Todd Bowles, in that moment, did the exact opposite. He took the chances from whatever minuscule number it was, 0.3%, all the way down to zero. And that's bad. That's bad on Todd Bowles. I couldn't agree more. My stance is this, especially if like, if there was a series of events that w- would be needed to change the outcome, okay, fine. Anytime you're one play away from tying the game, you play that out. Yeah. And that's essentially where the, the if you block that kick and take it back, you're, now you're, that's, the, that's your play, and now it's just a two-point conversion to, to make it happen. That's one play that can happen. One, if, if it only takes one freak thing, then you play that out. And that's what this was. You're in a one-possession game and one freak thing. And I, I would say, too, Dan Campbell should probably tell them to wait a little longer. I know, deal. right. They didn't, they know, didn't run the play clock it. all the way down, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of sold they sold it really well. They assumed the sale, and Todd Bowles bought it. But I, I would say what Bowles did and not just using that timeout, making them kick, make them run the play, was far, far worse because that you, you get into those situations, Andy, stranger things have happened. And I think that was an egregious mistake by Todd Bowles. Yeah, Chris. Devil's advocate. Don't waste my time. That would have wasted my time. Good no, for you, Todd. I don't if care. No, when Todd it's Bowles, one play, we, yeah, it's only one play that would have been needed. Any more than that, I would have said, okay, it's a series of events that you need. No, it's, they needed one play to, to, to change the outcome of the game potentially. It's do or die. It's a playoff game. You extend it as much as it's possible. Your yeah, exactly. It's the whole season. Absolutely. Under the bus. Also under the bus, Bills fans. Quit throwing snowballs after the game. Like. First of all, throwing things on the field, never allowed, never a good thing. Player safety and everybody else on the court or floor, their safety as well. But Patrick Mahomes and Isaiah Pacheco, after the game, they're trying to like get to like the first row of stands to like, celebrate with fans and people they know and things like that. And there are fans up top pelting them with snowballs from the top row, whatever it is. Like, come on. You lost. Get over it. Seriously. This was bad from the Bills. I mean, if you've got if you've got snow, you're gonna throw it. I don't know that but this man. Is not that like man with that. the 15 on his jersey took everything from those Bills fans. Yeah, consistently for like five years. You can yeah. throw one. And now That's he's fine. pelting snowball. Yeah, come on. I think I'm I'm good with under it. the bus. You're good with it. You're good yeah, with I'm fans good with throwing, throwing things on the field. That's what you're. So nobody with? got hurt. It's snow. The, it's water. No, that's it's not. Water. No, that's not the justification, though. Someone could have gotten I'm, her. I'm okay with. I think that I'm okay with it. Let's say this: it wasn't the worst fan player interaction that happened over the weekend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I put it that way because this yeah. one was way worse. Uh, Caitlin Clark. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Iowa women's basketball best player in the sport. Honestly, uh, they lost this weekend on the road. I can't remember who they lost to. Uh, but Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio okay. State. So yeah. it was a big enough win for Ohio State to where their fans decided to storm the court. 
And Caitlin Clark's trying to get off the court, and a fan runs right into her, and she goes to the ground. Do you know what he was doing? I know exactly what he was doing. What? He was filming, like, the IG Live, like, oh, my gosh, we just won the game. He was filming something for social media, looking directly at his phone, not looking at whoever was in front of him, and just and trucked she came him. diagonal. Right? Yeah. Like she was running from a different angle, yeah. didn't see him. Kind of running full speed just to probably get off the court. And some people said, why is she running so fast? Like, come on. The, it is still her jurisdiction. She can run on the court toward the locker room. It was a freak accident. Um, but I'll be curious to see. Like, we always are pro court stormings, pro field stormings, I feel like. We know there are fines. At the end of the day, though, player safety is kind of what it comes down to. I wonder if there will be any sort of backlash across college sports to say, hey, maybe we need to be a little bit more cognizant of these things. I don't know that there will be, but it was definitely unfortunate that that happened. Yeah, I mean... Under the bus. Caitlin Clark, it was... She was even getting accused of, like, flopping there, and I'm like, no. Like, that's her domain. All right, relax, guys. The fans' domain is not anywhere near the court. Don't stop it. Nobody meant to do it, but she did take a pretty good shot, and that was unfortunate. Don't look at your damn phone while you're court storming. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports. On the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Celebrate those January birthdays with delicious handmade chocolates and candies from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Sweet to see Jason Kelsey supporting his bro at the Chiefs game. Yeah. Uh, as well as Taylor Swift and everybody else. Uh, it seemed like a fun suite to be in. Um, and Jason Kelsey jumping into the crowd at one point was great, too. Shirtless, I mean, no shirt. Yeah, shirtless and everything. No right. shirt for the majority of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started. It's just uh, and Kylie Kelsey in some of the videos, you could see her in the background just kind of like shaking her head. She didn't seem like actually mad, but it was kind of funny that. We could like, get yeah, back in the is, booth, please. Like, uh, that this is my life uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. You, but to, to see Brittany Mahomes have Taylor Swift in the headlock with a shirtless Jason Kelsey in the background. Imagine hearing a year ago that that was going to be an indelible image from this year's postseason. Incredible stuff. 2024. You got to love it. Up next, could 23-24 be the most impressive playoff run in Patrick Mahomes' career? We'll talk about that at 5.05 in Mizzou Hoops. Well, they're still asleep. 5.25. We'll talk about them here on The Big Show.